once again, you got your boy Reem and Tate back in the building. Yo, yo. You know. Tired. <laughs> well, you just don't understand, man. Hey, man, before we get into it, bro, how was, how was your week? Um, are we going New Year's? Are we going Christmas? Hey, let's get to all that. Are we let's going Christmas? We can't Christmas. Go. All right, so Christmas. I heard you, Chef Wardy. Man, I cooked a little bit. It wasn't a lot, but it was the first time I cooked in probably about what cooked that way in probably about a good six months. I mean, I cooked about, just about every day, but a big feast like that, how I cooked it, you know, a little bit of soul food, you gotta have fried chicken, you know, macaroni and cheese, banana pudding, like I went all the way in for Christmas. Um, The week leading up to it, I think it, how time was just going fast, time going fast, but I think on Christmas, it kind of slowed down for everybody. Oh, yeah. The actual day was just peaceful. It was relaxed. All that food y'all eating. <laughs> those were leaning, tipping on four foes. <laughs> Joker was cow tipping. Well, you tipped everybody over in the house. Man, it was good, though. It was good. The wife was enjoying it. Her break out of school. The kids. I enjoyed it. Yeah, man. My Christmas was good. What about yours? Hey, that's good, bro. I'm, I'm glad everybody had a prosperous christmas <laughs> yeah but, uh, prosperous you know these jokers over here <laughs> happy birthday jesus yeah happy, <laughs> happy birthday <laughs> jesus jesus <laughs> happy, happy birthday uh, but yeah man everything is it's always gucci in my house because one thing i gotta appreciate my wife for as much as i hate for her to be spending money 365 <laughs> i ain't even talk about that one you know it just comes down when christmas happened yeah. All them boxes that I've been seeing stored in my closet and just haven't been open, it just makes things a little bit easier because it ain't the whole we got to go Black Friday shopping. We got to go catch this. Yeah. We got to go beat some folks <clears throat> up because it's the last spinning princess. Man, let me tell you something. I think that part is beautiful, but because I do a lot of the finance stuff in the house. When I see 30 Amazon bill and $37 here, $42 here, $150 here, 65 it, it kind of makes it a little hard to enjoy the actual The holiday. The right. You start looking around. See, all you see is $30 walking 30, by, $50 just sitting there. $100, here. Yeah. All that stuff already broken. Oh, man. So, you know, the kids, they always enjoy it. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, definitely. You know, true, truth of the matter is we we here. You know, me and the wife, we already understanding and complacent on things. So we don't really, truth be told, look for stuff right. from each other. But we'll still throw each other little stuff or whatnot, this, that, and third. But for the most part, man, I made it. Everything worked out the way it did. I ain't asking for nothing, nothing more, nothing less. Right. Just because I know what it is. You know, it's situations, unfortunate situations happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. Homeboy passing everything, and you know, it. Then we had to go ahead and take that trip out out of town unexpectedly. But yeah, it was mentally planned. Yeah. But you know, when it hits, it when hits. When it hits, it hits. Yep. You yep. know. So, but at the end of the day, bro, everything worked itself out. I ain't complaining, you know. Yeah, so, 
moving on to New Year's. Yeah, what's up? How your New Year's go? Oh, the, well, the actual, you know. Well, the New Year. Ten nine eight seven six five four three two one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that part. That part. <laughs> Well, just to throw that out there, that's the day we flew back in on New Year's Eve. <laughs> so luckily nothing got delayed or canceled. So my New Year's wasn't at BWI right. waiting for Delta to take off. So we, we actually was good. Unfortunately, I was running around all the way up until about 10 minutes to the New Year. Because I was hungry, and then <laughs> I had to go get food to from somebody else. <laughs> I had to go to the store for somebody else, <laughs> and I get the calls of "You gonna be here?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know how I feel about New Year's, cause Man. I feel like wherever you at when the New Year come in, that's where you gonna spend the rest of your year. Uh, look, Am I gonna spend the rest of my year without y'all? Man, you know? let me tell y'all something. I think. I ain't even talking about my family or my household. I'm talking about me. I have debunked mm. all of the wherever you at when New Year's hit. That's what's going to happen. Because I know one year, I, me and Nicole missed New Year's because we, we was knocked out. Right. I don't think I got rest that, that year. <laughs> we, we got some money on New Year's. Uh, the rest of that year went as, as usual, you know. So that whole wherever you at, right? I mean, I, I look, I've had New Year's where I was deployed. I mean, I was at home the next year, so right. I, I, oh, I was at home during that year, so it was like, all right, well, I, I think I debunked all those, man. Well, and I'm at that. I'm at a place now, bro. I have to fight if I know I have to be up. That sleep get to hitting me about eight. 8.30 I fought y'all till New Year's New Year's came in we said Happy New Year I probably played a game with them 20 minutes after Right. alright y'all I'm gonna go ahead and hit the bed and I went to sleep I, I didn't to clean up the house and make yeah, sure all yeah. the clothes wash and the greens I don't know I ain't did none of that <laughs> well that's good cause trust and believe that New Year's was a lot going on. I'm at my mama house. We can't watch Dick Clark and yeah. Ryan Seacrest because Dish Network was tripping. Oh, Lord. It didn't want to show regular TV. Oh, so well, you ain't missed nothing. Oh, trust me. It, when you know, when you got little kids, I want to do the countdown. So we had to stay up till one o'clock and, like, look. We'll do Alabama countdown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If that don't work. Oh, LA we, joint. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Worst thing is, you're going to be up to three in the morning. You want to do a countdown? Yeah. You know, but needless to say, bro, the year is what it is. We made it. Yes. You know, we here 2022. Hopefully it ain't like 2020, but, you know, we got another year and everything. Under they got this Amarian variant. <laughs> I'm a crun, and they got a new H N O U something new. Look, bro, let me tell you, Lord. I ain't even about to get into that. <laughs> you already know how I feel off time, you know. But uh, hey, man, Ooh. we we just gotta always catch y'all up with what's going on, just yeah, because yeah. that's what we do. Yeah, so happy New Year. Yeah, definitely happy New Year's, and I do and hope and pray that. 2020 definitely or 2022 definitely turns out better <laughs> than 20 and 21 for you. I hope we oh, gonna what would you say we gonna debunk that uh, yeah, that yeah, thought process? Hey, man, we, man, look, of 
bringing yeah. 2020 to 22. Look, 2020, 2022 is going to be what we as a people make it. Uh, we have the power to break this thing or make this thing. Facts. We're going to barbecue a meal, meal dude. That's that's where I go Ooh. to. <laughs> Ooh. That's what my daddy used to say. You're going to barbecue a meal, dude. Hey, that's good. That's what that's what he said. And then to solidify his word, he said, well, do two quarters make 50 cent? Yes, sir. All right, then. <laughs> hey, man. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm still, in, I'm still in that one. Hey, do two quarters uh, make 50 cent? So what are we talking about? <laughs> hey, I'm still in that one. Because I don't care how you put it. I can say that to my six-year-old. She's yep. like, yeah, Yes, dad, exactly. Right, Point so made. <laughs> what, what's the point? Yeah, yeah what we talking right. about? Right, you Ooh. understand, right? Two quarters make fifty cent. Why are we doing this? <laughs> Why you know what I'm saying? And that's just the nature, <laughs> you know. Yeah, man, I love it. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you know, to keep this ball rolling, bro. Today is gonna be the day that we had this conversation about how abandonment issues when it comes to men and how we deal with that yes you know and that that right there is so heavy just because us men deal with abandonment issues so hard you don't even realize how that is flowing over into the people around you yeah your relationships and your career you know yeah so that's what we're gonna touch on so yep. hey, oh. if you ready to hear about it, <laughs> hey, let's take the ride. <laughs> we'll be we, we we gonna make that happen. Let's go. Hey. Hey, abandonment issues is they don't care what age you are too, as far as when you think you're gonna just forget about it and not care anymore. If you don't deal with it, you can very well be in your fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties. And still be feeling some issues that you had and, you know, abandonment issues. And when I say abandonment issues, it doesn't have to come off as, you know, somebody abandoned you. Right. Or left you somewhere. But, you know, that abandonment goes into attention, um, being treated fairly in a relationship or just feeling like you got thrown away after somebody was done with you. And sometimes it comes off that way and you don't deal with it. As you say in in, the t- in that term abandonment of feeling like you being thrown away, you know, that that definitely has a lot to do with a little just off of the strength of that little boy as he was growing up. Yep. And that parent telling you, sit down, don't say that, <clears throat> you know, or you having to deal with certain situations as you're growing up with older brothers or sisters <clears throat> or bullies in school, you yeah. know, or not feeling like you're actually being accepted in <clears throat> in certain situations. It just has so much weight to it that yeah. as you grow up from that child, you morph that into a bigger situation just because of you never dealt with or yeah. understood what that looked like and how to help yourself for you know, so you still end up doing it as a grown adult, yeah, and as you yeah. start growing forward with everything. Yeah, I, um, I, and I say I think I think we all, especially as men, 
well, not all. I ain't gonna speak for everybody, but I know I've had uh, a couple of times where I felt like I had abandonment issues, and it wasn't like on purpose. And I thought I think I referenced this one time before um, in our first um, uh, podcast that we did was that because after after my dad got with my stepmom and she had three boys so my dad had raised a total of five boys you know in the home we could say cousins and all that but in the home it was five of us and i was the youngest so by the time it got to me and he's already paying child support and you know he's going through this whole thing i think as the youngest when it got to me he was drained he was tired i'm not saying he didn't teach me or he didn't raise me but I kind of raised myself as well in a house full, full of people because his tolerance was like, uh, man, we, yeah. you know, so a lot of stuff that I had to do, especially with school and schoolwork, I had to figure that out on my own because this man out here working because he still got to pay child support or he got to deal with the other boys in the house, you know, make sure he turned all of us into men and 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 he was pastoring at the time. And I know if a lot of y'all have people in your families that's pastors, you know what go into that, especially when you're running your own church. So, you know, you got folks calling you all day and you you gotta be in, in a in a in a position to be clear minded and you know, stick to that word and make sure you give off on them all the while trying to raise some kids, but not do it in a way that, you know, you coming off me. So my dad was, he was being pulled everywhere. So I kind of felt like, you know, um, I was the forgotten child. You know, as you say that it, as you say, you dealt with, I dealt with it too, because I felt abandoned, but listening to you say that it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. For the simple strength of, we know he got to take care of his wife yep. and everything. But the crazy part about it is he has that one that is his child and his child feels like he's the stepchild. Yep. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. yep. And you're getting yep. the last of what wife take care of her kids that yep. he didn't give that's not a father to. Yep. And now whatever's left after he give to six other people or five other people, now you getting the the crumbs of it, even though you're the responsibility that he brought to this world to create into another man. You know what I'm saying? And as I sit back and think about that, I was like, dang, I didn't even have that opportunity. Yeah. My abandonment issues didn't even stem from a possibility of even being around my father yeah, or him being capable to even take on somebody else's, if not his own kid. Right. You know, so I look at it as more of the broken promises. Yeah. Not being stable enough to actually say, Hey, I'm going to take him for the summer or even being able just to have yourself together to be, uh, uh, what do you call a role model? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. So, uh. even though you're lying, you're not keeping your word, you're not doing your part in taking care of me. At least I can sit back and like, man, 
I know my daddy, he over there, he doing his thing. Yep. And you barely, I don't even know if you got a high school education. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. my whole process of just going through this process, it looked, it, it hit me different. Yeah. Just because as I was going through it, I don't know, the Lord, I don't, he had me in training way before I realized it just because the way my mother was and how her faith was. Yeah. So it's, it spilled into me of praying about it and letting it go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but as I did that and started growing and I started developing this mindset of, you know what? I'm going to be a better father than the father that I had. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was something that came from me before I even had a child. Then as that mm. was brewing into me, I started looking at what is he doing to me that I don't like. Yeah. I'm going to make sure and try my best to put emphasis on doing those things that he's not doing for me for my child. Mm. So even to this day, yeah. if I tell my baby, oh, yeah, honey, we're going to go and get ice cream. I don't care if the building don't fire. We're going to find somewhere. We're going to go get some ice cream because yeah. all she see is what comes out of my mouth. And if I'm going to follow through mm. or if I'm going to disappoint. You know what I'm saying? And even having my oldest child that don't live with us, even with her, I'm going to make sure and say, look, daddy going to try to do it. I'm going to try to be there. You know what I'm saying? If I know I'm going to be there, I... Obama could call me, ask me to come shoot. Hey, bro, I got you after I go do yeah. what I need to do for my baby because she graduated. Yeah. I can't do this over again. Yeah. That's you know good. what I'm saying? That's good. Because I want to make sure and keep that word and that promise to myself to being a better father than I had. Yeah. To Listen, make sure good. I keep that promise. I mean, and that's good. Um, that's real good. So, I mean, even with the, the issues that I felt, um, but but by my daddy being the oldest of the siblings as far as and he wasn't even the oldest um but he was the more responsible one mm. so you know it was only it was only right <clears throat> that he was the one to take care of make sure the family's straight or make sure that his younger sister goes to school and he goes to work and take care of mom and them and you know all of that so I think that also played a role as we got as we got older and I was in the house and I'm the last one like he just had no more energy for it but he was always working to make sure home was taken care of so I mean I felt abandoned and on the on, and like how you said it was you seen how your dad was or that relationship you had and you made a commitment to say I'm gonna do the total opposite in a sense I didn't do the total opposite because what happened, my abandonment issues that I never dealt with, even at that time, I should have got counseling for it. But my abandonment issues turned into I got to go to work. I got to go provide for myself and I got to do this on my own because everybody assumes that, oh, yeah, he's good enough. He's got it together. He know what he's doing. Yeah, he don't get this, but he's got it. So that was created in me at a young age of 16, 17 years old having a job. And then 17, 18, I got to go to work. And then when I got, when I have my own family 
and I'm in the military. Well, I don't spend time with them, but I, I, I mean, they know I love them, but I gotta go provide, you know? So me having those abandonment issues when I was coming up, I turned around and did this same exact thing because I never dealt with it. And I thought I was going to be different by going to work and making sure that it was taken care of that I didn't spend time with my family, but I justified it because man, I'm in the army, you know, and what I was doing at the time required me to always be on the go. So I kind of, I kind of, I kind of kept that thing and then I'm and what I'm saying to y'all is that's why I made the statement early on when I said it doesn't matter what age you are because at my age now in my 30s I'm just now dealing with some things about uh being abandoned and so and doing it myself in counseling like oh shoot I do that you know or my daughter's saying that you know sometimes they feel like they're ignored and it's like in their eyes, like how I was, I felt ignored. But in my dad's eyes or in my eyes now, it's like, man, I'm trying to make sure that you still have. So I'm going. Yeah, I'll be back. Got to go. So like how you said, I don't care if President Obama called me, <clears throat> I'll, I'll be there after I spend time with my girls. My brain says if President Obama calls me, then I need to go get, do this job because I'm gonna get compensated for it to help take care of my family. And then when I get back, we'll have time, I got you. but I gotta go to work. And see, yeah. it's funny. Cause everything I heard you say was that you became the modern day preacher man that you yep. had to deal with. The one that I said, I ain't want to do that. You I didn't want to do. <laughs> I ain't want to be like him. But the, the simple fact how that negative energy still, or not even negative energy, that generational curse. Yeah. That that wasn't. I mean, it. I'm not gonna say it was broken. Yeah. It probably was because you don't got no boys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So so I didn't I didn't see that when it was like okay, well let's break that, so you don't have this mindset, right. and I carried it anyway. Right off the strength of just that mindset of if this this is the nature of how everybody every man was put on this earth your value is based on how much you can provide for yourself and yeah. for that family that you have and if you don't society is going to look at you as worthless yep, yep. so therefore you just like your abandonment situation that you felt that how you was going through as a young age that morphed into that mindset of even though you felt abandoned, you still saw that man that was still out there grinding in a pastoral way to be able to provide. So you just took that and morphed it into serving for this military and being able to provide because and that's feeling, all you saw. And feeling wanted. Right. Because now I do a job that, and I'm not saying I did the job for gratification, but I'm doing the job that I won't feel forgotten about. 
You right. see what I'm saying? Because you're gonna thank you're gonna thank the veteran, or you're gonna see the the the, the soldier in uniform, or it's going to help my my family realize that. Hey, and, I mean, and that can, and this is another part of the abandonment now because I felt like I didn't have that that contact or relationship with anybody in the house. Now let me go do a job or let me go get a family that uh, that that see me. Yeah, and they're gonna. That's always gonna be something that you can say to me to where I don't feel like I'm not enough because now I I created this. I'm in the military now. I'm in the army. I'm a responsible X number soldier. Yeah, they look up to me. I you got know. people that looking at me like I'm. Yeah. I am a role model yeah. to them, and I'm I always have relationships. So even if you abandon me, there's always gonna be somebody to say, "Hey, thank you." Right. But let me bring that back home to you real quick. The one thing that I appreciate my wife for now, as much as I don't want to hear it, she brings that 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 humble spirit yeah. just because she'll break it down and say, those kids don't really care about that. Right. You know, they just want to see you in this certain environment just to know that you're here, you're laughing, you're playing, yep. they're learning something, you teaching them how to do something. Yep. A lot of what I'm doing on a daily basis is more for self-gratification. Yeah. Just like you explained. So these kids is not don't know how to verbalize that because yep. that's not something that they comprehend. Right. But at the same time, on that regard, she broke it down and made me see like Okay, these kids back in the day were so excited to open up toys for Christmas yeah. that they played with the boxes yeah. and not the $30, $40, $50 that you don't pay Amazon for what's in the box. You know what I'm saying? Which brought that simplicity to every situation. Yeah. yeah. So as I say that, let's think about this. As you take your abandonment issues or and not as you, as we take our abandonment issues yeah. and how does that translate into our marriages now and on top of our marriages into our outside relationships? Yeah. I, so, I mean, I, I can honestly say this. I think for me, um, on another hand, with the abandonment issues, I got used to being alone or being by myself. So even even in my marriage or even in my family now, they can go out or we're going to the mall. All right, well, I'm staying here because it's cool. You know, sometimes you don't sometimes they don't tell me that they're leaving the house and just get ready to leave. And then that's that can be a trigger. Oh, ain't nobody y'all ain't say nothing. Well, we knew we figured you didn't want to go. Well, you still didn't give me the opportunity. You didn't ask me. Oh, it's cool. right to refuse. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, whatever. I'm used to that. So sometimes those abandonments are are filtered through our relationship. I mean, and, and like I said, being transparent to now, like sometimes my wife has to tell me, I want you to take me out somewhere or I want to go here with you because I've gotten accustomed to it's just me. 
And nobody's gonna come in here check on me. Nobody's gonna ask me nothing. I'm used to being by myself. I'm used to figuring it out. I'm used to being the one to make sure everything happens. Right. While y'all keep going. And 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 kind of with with that and a mixture of being gone, um, in in the army, I had to be gone even when I didn't want to be gone. So I got used to I ain't trying to go, but it was more so of the abandonment part of always being by myself or figuring something out that you know you need to spend more time with the girl i'm trying to do nothing today right i just want to sit here and watch tv i just want to watch tv right but i didn't i didn't see those type of things or i didn't deal with it until i started to go to counseling and and i went in counseling for one thing but that's where we started it and it was like yo like I wonder how many men really struggle with abandonment issues today based off of something that happened when they was Decades. nine. Yeah. Or whatever their age was. And you you ah oh man, I'm good now. But you're not good. Right. <laughs> and and see, as I sat here and listened to you say that based off the conversation we had last time, it it developed into that just because like you said before you had to reestablish yourself yeah. back in the house yep because they were already accustomed yep to you being gone because of deployment just working the military just yeah. all that yeah they they knew how to run life without me right because they got accustomed to it yep. but even on top of that what makes it even worse that concept Fed into, fed into your my, abandonment. my abandonment. Yep. You know what I'm That's saying? Right. So That's good. With with all that, we still turn around and not realizing that, hey, it's okay to get help. Because yep. yes. clearly this is what got you sitting across this table. Yeah. We having this conversation. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because right. you can see clearer now. Yeah. Because of the simple fact that you wasn't afraid to seek help. You know what I'm saying? And let somebody that was able to look at your situation, right, organize it and put it into words yep. and regurgitate back out to you so you can comprehend, bro, you just dealing with something that you dealt with before. Unfortunately, this is happening, but that's just what it is. Yep. yep. You know, and the yep. same thing as you say that, I'm sitting back thinking, as soon as you said the whole concept that even when your wife tells you you have she want you to take her out or even that concept of you saying i'm so used to being alone yeah that's the same thing to this day i don't once back in the day once i broke off a friendship for 12 years oh yeah i already knew that if that can break off of the retarded situation that it broke from yeah and still not communicating. Yeah. Bruh, I'm used to knowing that there's no real friends. Yeah. That definition does oh, not yeah. does not really have a vision to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I was so used to being alone, being that loner, figuring it out by myself, yeah. understanding how to make it work without the support, because I knew eventually. Yeah that support was going to be cut off. Yeah. And that's and 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 everybody that's why I reference um the army a lot because 
Kareem is telling you from, you know, I could say a civilian side and I'm telling it's the same exact thing because in the military, you are you you are packing up and you are being stationed every three to four years. Now, let's say you get to a place, you got a friend, man, y'all lock it in. Y'all, y'all been rocking for three years strong. I'm talking about you done had arguments and everything. That's how you know that relationship yeah, real. Yeah, solid. It's solid. And you have to pack up, I'm going to West Virginia and you're going to Florida. The first two months, yo, we still talking, but the way that the military operates after two months, you don't check on me, I don't check on you, but I'm thinking like, damn, my boy done forgot about me. So now I find a new friend. Three years after that, I go to California, he goes to Washington, DC. And that cycle keeps continuing. Copy and paste. It just keeps going. Now I have to build and break relationships. Now that is a trigger for the abandonment because when I get to these new places, it may already be a bunch of people that's been there together. They know each other. They don't know me. So now here I am again in a place. Trying to fit in. Trying to fit in. To a bunch of outsiders that don't know you that already have an establishment yep. that now you came in and you disrupt what they already got going now, on. And now listen to me now, I'm gonna hit y'all with some hard stuff now. This And that is dealing with that, that's like me coming up now. When I talk about being gone from home in uh, 365 days of deployment, 365. So when I get back home, I have to, adjust to a life that they've already been living without me. That's an abandonment. Two months later, we are packing up because I'm getting uh, stationed at another place. So now I'm implementing myself back into a home that I've been away from for 365. I'm going to a new duty station. I don't know anybody. And now I have to be by myself until they no learn me. So I'm, I'm, I'm almost abandoned at, at work. I'm abandoned at home and I'm also still being triggered by the 12 year old who was at home with dad and oh wow I felt abandoned in that household I left my mom so when I call my mom she don't know all of this going on but at 12 years old how do I explain it is so now I'm mad at her because she's not helping me or she don't understand or she's not babying me or she's not telling me it's going to be all right because I don't know how to tell her what's going on at 12. Right. So now I'm fighting with my mama. My mama ain't, she don't care about me no more either. And it's all internal. And it's all <laughs> internal. <laughs> and you think after you get 30 and 40 years old that the way you feeling, why you feeling is because something happened recently. No. I told y'all when I my first counseling session, I went in there to talk about feeling abandoned from the army when I had to medically retire. And that's why I went in there to talk about that because I had came to a place where I was depressed, like bad. And I needed to talk about and and Nicole, my wife said something to me about that. She said, look, because I was always angry angry with them and she was like look man you gotta stop being bitter mm. you know about being out 
and stop giving and throwing your frustration and anger out on us. And I was like, dang, yeah, let me, let me, let me go talk about how I feel about the army getting rid of me. And 10 minutes in, we're talking about 12 year old. <laughs> 12 year old being, Bernard. Being in a house with five boys and I've, I've, I think the first six months, probably the first six months of my counseling ain't had nothing to do with with this this good USA Army at all. Ain't had nothing to do with my marriage at all. We were still stuck on middle school. Wow. <laughs> but see, as you as as you explain that, bro, it just brings a lot of situations as as we call in the civilian world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. my abandonment issues wasn't more based off of situations of being accepted and yeah. as I got older yeah. from a uh work standpoint. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was more of that as I grew into who I am, it was morphed into being accepted in the home front yeah. in certain <laughs> situations because let me tell you about my abandonment <laughs> issues, right? So as we stem from father leaving you, yeah, then mother gets remarried to someone else mm -hmm. that older brother and older sister don't agree with. Okay. But little old Kareem, uh, I'm hey, too I'm young. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. I just want to be around my brother, First around my sister. To God, I you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You just happy to be just here. Happy to be I'm here. happy to be in the number one yeah, more time. That's it. You know, but now we sitting back and looking. Brother don't like stepdaddy, so yeah. brother run off, live where wherever, because you young, you don't know about that. Yeah. Sister run off to go live with twin sister, auntie. Yeah. You know, in a whole another state. And you looking around like, it's just me. You know. So as I'm going through these levels of depression at a young age, because I don't got nobody to relate to. Yeah, what my what my siblings is. You know what I'm saying? Then yeah. we moving from Houston, Houston, Atlanta, Vegas type, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Went from New York to Houston yeah. to Atlanta. And just, yeah. You know, it's just so many different directions that you can't, I'm dealing with the same bonding. Yeah. You build it, then you lose it. Yep. You build it, then you lose it. So as I got older and got accustomed and I had a friendship for 12 years yeah. and lost it, it was more of like, wow, I thought it was something. Yeah, but but it's just the regular old... You know what I'm saying? It's still the same thing. So as we transition that into the marriage of what I'm dealing with daily or just on a regular situation is that whole used to being a loner. Yeah. So your mindset is always comprehending things as a loner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or as if I do it and don't involve nobody, nobody can let me down but yep. myself. But me. Yep. You know, but I didn't get that uh I didn't get that privilege to be able to go to counseling. You know what I'm saying? But in the same sense, it happened it it happened unconsciously thinking about it because our marriage counselor yeah. still helps with that based off of 
what we're working with in yeah. our marriage. Yeah. So it actually make you sit back and think, oh, man, I'm dealing with something that don't even have nothing to do with anybody in this house. Right. You know, so as you go forward, you just start realizing, wow, that has an effect on my marriage right. in this way. And, and let me say something to 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 these listeners, man. Look, if you one of those, I ain't trying to tell no stranger my business. Well, what more are they gonna tell anybody than you telling auntie that's gonna call your other auntie Jackie that's gonna call Uncle Robert that's gonna call your grandmama? Right now, everybody in your family, everybody who are, who has these generational curses and it hasn't worked out for them is gonna be calling you for advice, and you're just gonna keep going in in the rabbit hole. Now, I'm not I'm not saying that everybody needs counseling and you need to go, but. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, and sometimes you need that. That I don't even know who you are, but you're licensed for this. You had you came highly recommended, and I just want to tell you something that you ain't even in my family. But here it is. Hey, <laughs> I, I'm gonna sit back and play devil's advocate on what you just said because I beg to differ. Everybody need counseling. Oh, oh, okay. Well, you everybody know, I, I need want to get on these folks' bad side. No, no, no. You go ahead. You know, you happy to be here. You know, we gonna thank the, the Almighty. Hey, I love y'all. Uh, I ain't but, trying to condemn nobody. But as you already know, I'm gonna be a realist in the yeah, situation. Get some help, y'all. Because at the end of the day, as much as your Family business don't need to go outside these four walls in this house. <laughs> Trust and believe. Ooh. This is the reason why we have the term called a generational curse, yes. which we don't like to listen to. But at the end of the day, when you sit back and start comparing apples to oranges, yes. all it is is the same rotten apple. Just yep. keep spreading. And nobody is taking the time to take that apple out of the bunch to change that family dynamic. And that's all it takes. And what you don't know, what you really don't know is every professional licensed counselor has that license. And within that license, it condemns them that it's kind of like that HIPAA law yep, when it they comes can't to go medical. Tell your business. They cannot tell your business to Aunt Jackie and them yep. that's going to come back and ask you, you know your mama really loved you. She ain't really yep. mean to do that. And everybody around town see you in the grocery store right. talking about he going to. He, he told, I heard that he said his mama didn't like him. Exactly. So don't think about that concept because what people fail to realize is that mental health is a major thing in this world. Yes. Because if you don't have mental health, what's going to happen is people come jumping off bridges, killing folks, killing mm. themselves, just going yep. to life of drugs, yep. alcohol. You're yep. doing so many things to, to stick what you need to let out yep. in this box. But this box ain't getting bigger. Because it's get it's not getting smaller, it's getting bigger because you're putting depression in there. Yeah. You putting anxiety, you yeah. putting alcoholism, and this, you putting drugs, all in that it's, box. It's and it's real, y'all. Like um even before I got out of the service, I was about to start transitioning um to more of a uh 
like a crime investigation, but it was it was going to be centered around like behavioral parts of why these, you know, serial killers or whatever you want to call it, do what they do. And that that required me to read these books and go to these classes. And I it, it goes hand in hand like we can sit here and man, that boy done lost his mind and the devil got him wrapped. True. But you also have to understand that mental health is something that you should take serious. And a lot of these cases which turn these guys or girls into serial killers could have been helped with the right counseling to see what it is that they're dealing with and their yep. thoughts and 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 help them work through what it is that's going on in their head instead of just saying, uh, girl or boy, sit down and go to bed. Yeah. You doing too much. And and that that right there is what we all had to deal with. Yeah. You know, yeah. as being who we are and being put them scissors down, stop cutting them uh, baby doll heads off, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> not realizing, not realizing that that he or she has a baby brother, and and, and cutting the dolls to them makes it feel like they're they're cutting the head of they right younger sibling right. And I'm not even being funny. Like the, this is how some some of these cases start. Right, it's how it start. They're cutting up stuff. Then they move from cutting up stuff to hurting animals. Then they move from hurting animals to I gotta try the real thing one time. And I I, I hate my baby brother John. And first I'm gonna drop him. And that was satisfying to me. Now I'm gonna try to put a pillow over his head. Now I'm gonna cut him. And, and as you say that, you sit back and look at all these folks that go through this blackout moment. Yep. You know, there's reasons for that. You know, even talking to you, whoever you is, yep. you know what I'm saying? Going through that moment that you're going through that you feel like there is no way out of this particular environment, your situation. What I see is same conversation I had with my wife is when I hate to say it, but when people take those routes and feel like the best way is to get rid of or to deal with this situation oh, to end it. is to end it for their self yeah. or to that person, if yeah. not both. Right. Yes. But that's the easy way out. Not realizing that you got to deal with a whole, you know, if you we go, if we go spiritual, if we all going to say, if we go yeah. spiritual, you already know because we going to go spiritual. <laughs> so you, you, you fix this problem. You, you got know, an eternity you know, problem, yeah. <laughs> but Lord you don't, mercy. that's the problem. You can't be tangible because yeah. all you're doing is dealing with that, that, um, that human mindset and what the brain that you have that you're not really thinking about the repercussions. Mm -hmm. But when you realize and you tie that spiritual piece into it and understand eternity does not have an end. Hmm. And when you start thinking about your actions and you tie in that word eternity based off of these actions, you really, really would reevaluate the actions that you take because if you can turn around and do negative towards somebody 
and still sit back and know that you're going to pay for it for an eternity, you got more issues than a little bit that right. you know you need to talk to somebody. Yeah. Hey, and if you feel discouraged based off of, well, I don't know where to start. Or I won't know what to say. That was me. I still went. I ain't know what I was going to say. I ain't know what was going to come out. Don't worry about that because they these these professionals that we're talking about have checklists and stuff to just and, and ain't even to say that it's not real but they just know where to start to help you they can help you Facts. so what's wrong with you today it could be a problem that you had 10 years ago but let's start with today why you mad man because this happened my my wife wanted me to go out but i don't like going out oh well why you don't want to go out and before you know it you might be talking about 2003 yep and it's oh so don't don't do not not go to counseling because you don't know what to talk about or you don't know how you would you don't know what to say. The the biggest step is going there. It's like church. Hey, <laughs> it's hey. like getting in the word. You don't know where to start. Just hey. just go. Just, just start, go. Just <laughs> and and like and like the ones that's listening because I I hope that there is this one out here because we all need the guidance and we don't yeah. have the right answer. We no. have our answers of yeah. what we dealt with. Just talking life, about my life, you know, <laughs> and as we sit here and talk about it, that same person that want to go to AA classes, yeah. what's the first step in AA? Huh. You have to stand up and admit that you have a problem. Yep. And that's the hardest part because yep. there's nobody that want to sit here and admit to where yeah. they are they have fell short at but what we're telling you is from this man and that man is sitting here letting you know like bruh the what you sit back not realizing that you don't want to own up to yep. there's another man to your right or left that is going through that same thing yep and if we don't help each other we not going to be able to fulfill this to fulfill our purpose yes. in this world. It's true. You know what I'm saying? Because don't nobody care about us. Cause if you ain't doing nothing valuable to your household, <laughs> you are worthless. Yeah. And yeah. we know it's not true. That's right. And we know we carry a lot more burden than people let on to because what the whole mental health of us talking about counseling, yeah. they don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Hey man, how you doing today? I'm doing good, bro. Knowing that you caught a flat tire, your wife said <laughs> yep. that she mad because you didn't do this. Then you find out that you got to pay more money because something happened. And now I'm asking you cold heartedly, like really being genuine. Hey, man, let's talk about it. Yeah. And you like, oh, I'm good. No, you're not. Yep. You're not good. I'm not no professional counselor, but. All right. I could be a listening ear to stop you from jumping off that bridge that day. Yes. Or stop you from flipping out and taking that out on your kids because you're going to go home and you start yelling and screaming, not yeah. realizing why you're yelling and screaming because it stemmed from these series of events. But when God put somebody in your life to be able to give you that listening ear, just because me and B done had this deep yeah. conversation, right. hey man, I just need to vent. Hey brother, <laughs> yeah. I'm here. Let's vent. That's right. And once you get it off, it's more like, whew, 
Right. Appreciate it, bro. Almost now. Now, now let me go I, cook for yeah, these folks right. that I was just frustrated for. Now I can get some sleep tonight. Not think about tomorrow's problem, bro. Um, I, I I used to tell this analogy um to people, and I kind of tied in, you know, even if you was really spiritual or not, but I kind of tied it in. I said, uh, one thing I learned is all the problems that I carry, like grocery or bags. I say bags, I carry them. When I get home, I try to put them on this tree that I have planted outside of my door. And what I mean by that is I try to take those problems and I hang them up on that tree. And I go through the doors of my home and I make sure that I am there 100% for everybody in my house and that I do the things that I'm supposed to do to take care of them and to spend time with them to, to make sure, you know, see how everybody's day going, eat, get good rest, get up in the morning. And what I realize sometimes is after I do that and I pray and I read, when I come outside, a lot of those problems that I had put on that tree is gone. It's gone because now I've had time to think about that or, or to get it off my chest and say, it's not as bad as I thought it was. So it's almost as if as long as I go into it, you know, and I get the help or I, or I, Hey man, I just need to talk. Or if you get on your knees and you talk to God, you will realize sometimes that that's all God wants you to do is to say, I see what's going on, but just put it here and continue to do life the way that you, you need to do life. And then when you come out here, you're going to realize that I'm going to take some of this stuff. And all you had to do was just hang it up. I come by and grab it. You don't worry about it no more. You keep going. You know, it's funny because as you say that, it stems to the understanding of knowing as you sit back and say you put your problem in God's hands and you allow God to sort out your issues and to be able and um, to figure it out for you just off the strength of you doing nothing that don't cost you a penny, a dime, a nickel. It don't cost you anything. All it is is a lot of times we are in our own way yep. when it comes to having that relationship. Yep. The same way you want to go and find that sweet t- PYT, PYT yeah. every Saturday, I Friday, you. you know what I'm saying, <laughs> and try to figure her out yeah. to get what you need from her. Yeah. All God is asking you, give me five minutes. All right. God's and, love don't cost a thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, but in that same breath, like I tell people all the time, your subconscious will figure things out mm-hmm. in the midst of your stress level coming down. Because now when you're too focused on situation based, yeah. Then you come out of it and you start talking about what you're going to cook for dinner. Then you turn around and say, you know what? I done figured it out. And it's something that God don't got nothing to do with that lasagna that you about to make. <laughs> but it got something to do with what you was worried about. Because now when you sat back and say, all right, God, I'm going to get it to you. Mm-hmm. You know, I ain't going to worry about it. I'm going to leave this right outside this house. Mm-hmm. Because we know simple fact that you didn't let that out to that man that came and said, hey, well, let's talk about it. But you actually had the mindset to leave it outside your house mm-hmm. because it's a lot of us is listening yeah. that take that baggage 
and throw it around in that house and wrestle with it all night. You all to sleep, night. You fighting with that thing. Then you taking that thing out on your kids, yep. your wife, your dog. You taking it out on everybody else because you missed that valuable point of talking about it and have a spiritual life. It yeah. don't take much. He just want a little. He gave his life for you, but he just need five minutes. That's it. He just wants you to give him five minutes. Hey, and it's okay too, man, to be, you know, kind of frustrated with it or kind of, you know, not wanting to deal with it. Because if we be honest, at first, hey, Jesus ain't want to die. Hey, Jesus what you said, talking about? Hey, man, if this cup can be passed for me, <laughs> please, Lord, I don't want to do this. Right. So, you know, it, it's it it, it, uh, it what that tells me is that it's okay for me to you know man, it ain't work out you know I, I'm I'm not sure but I have to then remember that I serve a God that all powerful all knowing can do it so that after I have my little two minutes of of pout time right. Let me call folks that I need to call or let me go to counseling that I need to call or need to go to. And then I'm just going to leave you with this. If if that's you, then this is the podcast to listen to because I am going to be open and honest about my whole entire life and walk. <laughs> and if you need, if that's what you need, that motivation to go, then, hey, I'm I'm trying to give you inspiration, and uh, we say this in the in in the service. Motivation works for what I need you to do right now. Mm. I have to motivate you to do for what I need you right now. Inspiration is something that's gonna go with you even okay. after today is over. Right. So yes, I'm going to motivate you because that 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 almost gets you going for the day. And if you come back tomorrow, I'm gonna motivate you again. But at some point, I'm also um trying to inspire you to even if you don't hear me or hear my voice that you're still going to go out here and get your help on on these everyday problems that we talking about right <laughs> with and me and that's what we going to continue to talk about yeah. just because yeah. that's that's what we going through and a lot of stuff that we talk about is more of the the conversation that we have before yeah. even starting it cuz things morph in every day even when we get done doing it something else going to pop up so I'm gonna ask you, B, is that in this situation right now, okay? Yeah. After we sat back and chopped it up, what's your takeaway? Or what's your one-two liner that you wanna give that one man? Because I know it's somebody listening right now that's on that fence of thinking they just bull. Oh man, what yeah. they talking about don't make sense. Uh, it ain't gonna work for me because of excuse, 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 excuse. You know, setback, setback, setback is the reason why you keep putting yourself in a situation. But what's that one takeaway? Because it's a lot to yeah. filter. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, so even you describing what the person, the the listener, may be thinking, that was me in 2018 that that was me but the one thing that helped me is so simple man i'm telling y'all just go i mean if you and i'm talking i know we hit a lot of stuff but i'm talking counseling if you need that just go and here's why 
I went into counseling to talk about feeling, you know, down and out about not being in the service anymore. That then turned into um, the abandonment issues I had as a as a kid. But while doing that, that helped me to become a better father, a better husband, a better man. Even if I didn't talk about the situations with spending time with my kids in counseling, just talking about things in counseling that I didn't normally talk because a man don't do this, this. But even when I used to leave counseling about an issue, I felt good to the point of where I went home and I started to do things that we didn't even hit yet or things that I didn't normally do or things that I used to do that I stopped doing, like spending time with the kids or taking the wife out. You're not going to get all this stuff. It's not a checklist where you're going to, I need to be able to do all these things by this time. Sometimes it takes for you to talk about one situation that's going to help another situation that you didn't even look at or anything like that. And they can see that, man, you look real happy today. And you just talked about something that you went uh, or something that happened to you a long time ago. So, so to keep it short, I would just tell you as a listener, just go. That's it. You are already in the fight. What's, what's going to hurt to go to the corner and sit down on the bucket and, and listen to your trainer, AKA the counselor to tell, to not even tell you, but to show you how to throw your jab and when to throw it. Mm. You know, we know you can fight. You think of the, the greats, the Floyd Mayweathers, the Muhammad Ali's, the Mike Tyson's, they could fight on their own. But what did they have at the end of each round? That trainer. A trainer who was there before them. And I'm not saying a counselor is going to go through it, but their job was not to teach Mike Tyson them how to fight, uh, how, how to throw the punch. It's, but they when to throw it. And when you throw it, I know you usually throw it on your flat foot, on your back foot. When you throw it here, I want you to lift that foot up. Just just do that. So, Look, so that's what counseling is. As you say that, <laughs> we're going to try that for yeah, round two. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. at the end of round two, we're going to reevaluate. If it don't exactly, work, we're going to try it. Right. Don't quit. Now, if the counseling don't work the first time, don't quit. You still right. got you still, and, and I ain't boxing and stop at 12 rounds. In life, it, it keeps going. It, it keeps going. So don't I don't care if you get the counseling session seven. You feel like it ain't did nothing. I tell you, it is. You won't realize it until you weather a certain storm and you start pulling in those resources that yep. the counselor gave you yep. to put into position to help you get through that storm yep. that you're going through. Yeah. That's, so yeah, that's my two things. Just well, go and don't put a time limit on when you think it should be right. Because well, some some things as you're as you're learning for it to get better, some things do get a little worse before it gets better. So even going to counseling and feeling happy, you might come out of there and, and a situation slap you dead in the face after you walk out the doors. Don't give up on it. So that's, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm done. That's, that's good. You know, and as I sit back and give my 10 cents, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, cause we don't get two cents around. <laughs> nah, not no, two. No, no. Two but, quarters uh, make 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> huh?
<laughs> well, that's what you're going to get. Exactly. You got two quarters <laughs> in this piece. You got two quarters in here. <laughs> right. So you you got two men that's sitting here talking to you. God-fearing man, 100%. Yeah. We we are very religious in our own non-denominational way. <laughs> but the way we deliver it and the way I'm going to deliver it is I keep it everything spiritual. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you don't have to be to a denomination or to a particular religion to be right. spiritual right because being spiritual is just having a connection with a higher being than yourself a spiritual higher being so i'm gonna give it to you like this when it comes to the situation and as you going through this process of professional counselor um a neutral person that you feel like that's going to lead you up to a professional person. Yeah. Always build that relationship with that spiritual being that, you know, because the one thing about my spiritual God is he know every dialect, patois, whatever language you want to speak, he going to understand it. So don't feel like you got to speak in tongues to get through to them. Don't feel like you have to know the Bible like the back of your hand, because I'll be the first to tell you, I don't know the Bible like the back of my hand, but I know that God moves mountains. I know that God makes things happen. And I know exactly it comes from me having a spiritual connection and having that spiritual relationship to him. So I'm going to automatically tell you, just pray about it. Yes. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. You know. Let like, it go. Another little TK. <laughs> oh, we <laughs> sweet. <laughs> right. You know, and that's and that's just what it is. So you just have to take that amongst yourself. Don't take it and try to eat the elephant whole. Right. Chop it up. You know what I'm saying? Break it down. Come to a consensus that is going to help your inner soul. You don't have to bring everybody a part of it because everybody's opinions is not good opinions. Yep. You know, even in <laughs> your own true. house. Yeah, that's I true. love my wife to death, but it's not every everything I don't, don't need everything. to come to yes. her. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because yes. the way a man and woman thinks about stuff is going to be totally different. So before I go off in that tangent, I'm going to leave that right there. <laughs> but yeah. at the end of the day, you just have to be yeah. and it's, spiritually it, it, connected, yeah. to and it's not understand. keeping a secret either, man. It's 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 not keeping a secret, but it's. I mean, that's almost like if the if the preacher came out there to the congregation and told and told us everything that everybody was dealing with, and that he need help from us to pray for these things, right? Nah, that ain't, Pastor, don't tell everybody. <laughs> And you ain't gonna get past yeah, to tell you, yeah, right? Right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Because that's just right. the nature of the yeah, beast. Yeah. But just get your spiritual connection going. Yeah. Because that is going to mentally help you supersede the negative energy that you are having to deal with on daily. Yep. So, hey man, come on and see me. You can see me on Sundays at Faith Chapel, Columbus. All right. Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. You With can the Pastor Mike Moore, and then Executive, Executive Pastor, Pastor Michael K. Moore, and then our Campus Pastor, Pastor Yomi Scarborough. Yeah, come see me if you want to see me. See me yes. on Sundays, man. But man, that's what we got for you today, bro. And Zer. trust and believe. 
if you see us or hear us we just as down to earth as you can possibly get it um but at the end of the day when they get down to the get down we gonna get down to the business if it's putting hands on it yeah. if it's talking about it if it's praying about it yeah we gonna make it happen because that's the man that god made us and we are individuals so at the end of the day we know each other respectfully and knowing that this is how he is yep. and he this is how i am and we are learning to understand everybody is different so we can't expect certain things from right. him because that's not who he is and that's what we're gonna leave with leave with y'all with but from this point don't be afraid go to counseling talk about it pray about it stop worrying about it